an aspiring leader or a seasoned leader and if you want to create a high performing team this episode is for you this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional but on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe and through the guiding voice we drive conversations that matter conversations that add value to your life and your career and successful leaders across the globe share their knowledge and wisdom through our podcast and our audience are going to learn a lot of knowledge and wisdom by tuning into the guiding voice for every minute than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me and we are extremely pleased to have ivan zivanakis part of our journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe ivan hearty welcome to the guiding voice and i'm super excited to have you part of today's show navin nice to see you and a pleasure to be with you today thank you for uh, inviting and uh, my regards to your beautiful country india <laughs> i cannot wait to come i cannot wait to come back i have been to india a couple of times i absolutely love it love the culture love the people love the food and uh, it has a great potential it has it's a country it's a big country with big people you know big hearts you know people have big hearts there welcoming country and a uh, big potential <laughs> indeed indeed and thanks for the kind words and i look forward to see you and meet you in hyderabad ivan uh, <laughs> that would be nice all right so without further ado let's get into our conversation and ivan uh, probably you can briefly talk about your career journey how did it all happen right now you are an executive coach but how did you get into that well my career started you know i just graduated i have a very traditional kind of thing i graduated from uh, i i lived in my first studies after high school in greece i was i'm born in greece i uh, after finishing high school i went to switzerland my first study in switzerland was hospitality management and uh, this is where i met i first my first indian friends you know a lot of indian people uh, studied in switzerland uh, especially hospitality management and um, i lived in switzerland once i graduated for 2 years and i stayed i lived in the in switzerland for another year i was the restaurant manager of a uh, golf hotel there really high class upper market country golf hotel we had customers coming in with the helicopters in switzerland and all that and once i worked there for a year i said look switzerland is beautiful but a little bit quiet is a little bit you know very a little bit boring sometimes switzerland you know really pretty beautiful but a little bit too traditional right too conservative sometimes so when you are 23 years old you want to explore the world so i went to the uk and i did my mba i i straight joined the mba in the final year so my mba was one year because i had the two year studies plus extra year work so I was accepted at the final year and once i graduated i worked in the uk again fmb sector then i moved into marketing and then i got promoted to become a branch manager and then i did this for 7 years then i was headhunted to help a financial broker expand in asia and after doing this for another 5 years after a total of 11 12 years corporate career i decided i, I would i wanted to share my knowledge my failures you know i've done a lot of mistakes when managing people and all that and then i said you know why don't i become a consultant don't i become why don't i become a coach so what i do now i work with leaders i work with managers i work with some um, business owners and i help them into lead with the leadership um challenges i help them uh, navigate change improve leadership sales communication 
coaching, how to motivate people, how to you know mobilize employees. That's number one. Number two, I also uh, teach part-time. I'm a part-time lecturer at the EU Business School in Geneva, Switzerland, where I do it all online. And right now I am running a uh, one of the courses right now I teach at the students. I only do business entrepreneurship and leadership is career development. And in October, the next course that I will deliver, I will facilitate, it is on the MBA graduate students. On And the title of this is, is a five-week course, Becoming a Manager. The skills that managers need to have in today's business environment with, you know, are we going out of COVID, going out of lockdowns, going that, to that new normal, the skills that they need to have to motivate people, mobilize, increase sales, and at the same time live happier. Because obviously the way of managing people has changed over the last couple of years and it is in a process of changing. So this is what I do, Naveen, and this is why I'm excited about management, leadership, you know, and helping business owners, leaders to become better. And, you know, I have made tons of mistakes in my career. You know, I have failed many times. I lost my entire team sometimes because I was sometimes too much micromanagement. You know, I was trying to control everything. Excellent. I, I really want to understand what are the top mistakes that you have done as a manager. Try to control everything. You know, try to control everything. That's number one. And number two is like trying to tell people what to do all the time, which is good. It works well if you have new employees or if you have young graduate people that just come to work. Maybe it's the first time of work because they need a lot of guiding and, and you need to do this, you need to do that. But if you have more experienced employees, people who come to work for you and with you and they have a lot of experience, if you continuously tell them what to do, you don't develop them. So if you are a manager, try to identify what kind of employee you have. Um, right. Like what kind of employee you have. And there is a bit of um, sometimes, you know, misconception when we're talking about, you know, micromanagement and all that. Uh, because because I, you know, I used to believe that I need control and power in order to be a good manager. But I was wrong because what I realized is power comes really from understanding relationships, right? And I would argue and I would say that is absolutely true that all the managers and the leaders that I currently coach, the top leaders, they can make their message when they're communicating with others. They can make their message simple enough for everyone to understand uh, the same complex enough to make it attractive. So leadership, if you were to ask me, what is leadership? I would say that leadership nowadays, Naveen, is I came to realize that it's all about communication. And most important is about communicating effectively and connecting with others. And in my experience, you know, both as a manager, both as a subordinate, both as a, you know, as a coach as well. You know, people talk about micromanagement, you know. Sometimes they talk about micromanagement, but micromanagement is not the problem. Micromanagement is, the problem is the mismatching of, mismatching of styles. So micromanaging people is only one type of management. And it is best, I would say, suited 
to people who are maybe starting a new role and need to be guided closely, as I said. But there are also other management styles like coaching, supporting, delegating, which more which are more appropriate if subordinates, if the employees are more experienced, therefore need minimal supervision. Therefore, I would say that what is the bottom line, what I'm trying to say is that situational leadership is a good concept to apply. Back to you. All right. That's wonderful. And uh, I I really can understand the kind of uh, mistakes that uh, first-time managers do. You have articulated them very well in terms of taking control of everything and showing that bossism kind of thing, micromanaging and all other stuff. Now, let's talk about what are the top three things that have helped you to be successful in your professional life? The three things that helped me to be successful. I would say, number one, if you are a manager, let's talk about a little bit manager, right? And if you're listening to this, if you're a manager, to be professional is your successful life is to lead by example. Like monkey see, like your people, like if you want to be a good leader, you need to set the standards and you need to lead by example. Like. If you want your people to be on time, you need to be early. Like, lead by example. You, if you are the manager of that department, if you are the leader of that department, or if you are the business owner, maybe you are listening to this podcast and you're just starting a company, maybe a coffee shop or a restaurant, and you're managing just five, ten people. It doesn't matter. The concept of leadership and leading by example and setting the standards starts from you. So. If you want really your, for example, people to provide a service to your customers as a restaurant owner in a certain way, you need to model that way so your people can see what you do and they will do the same. The problem with a lot of managers is this. We tell people we talk too much. We tell people what to do a lot of the time, but we don't show them lead by example. Monkey see, monkey do, right? So if you want to model a behavior, if you want to create this, a standard in your company, you need to set the standards. You need to model that behavior. So if you have a problem with attendance, with people coming late, maybe you're coming late. So you need to be early. So that's number one, lead by example. Another thing is to listen, listen more than talk. Like sometimes we we reply when we when somebody asks a question, we reply, we answer because we want to show that we know everything. But maybe sometimes the best approach is to ask a question, to clarify what the other person is saying, to you know ask a question to get more information. So that's number two. Less talking, more listening, and more asking questions. And number three is communication, especially in, at work. Let's say if you are my colleague and we work together, you have your personal life. I don't know what is happening in your personal life. Maybe you have some argument with your wife. Maybe you have some problems with your kids. So this is my thing. Don't judge anybody and communicate at the best of your ability. Listen, empathy, and understand where the other person is coming from. Back to you. Even you mentioned about leading by example, wherein you have to set high standards. And second point is listen more and then talk. And before you make a decision, seek clarity and most importantly, communication. Wonderful points. Now, let's jump to the core of today's topic. 
I'm sure most of the young leaders listening to this podcast and even seasoned leaders might be curious about knowing more about high performing teams right so i would like to understand from you what is your opinion about high performing teams when we talk about a very good question when we talk about employee engagement you don't engage employees by engaging them you engage employees one by one according to their specific motivations aspirations and styles if uh, if i am running a company and i'm running a department i don't know five people i'm managing 10 people what i do is i sit down one by one with my employees individually with a cup of coffee or tea and i get to know them get to know your employees who do they live with why they work with you what motivates them where do they want to be in five years time why they do what they do what problems what challenges they have and you will be surprised some pro- some people will be in your company some people will work with you just for the salary it's fine some people will work with you or in your company because they want career development some people will work with you maybe they are excited about your commission structure and they want to make a lot of money because they have a lot of student debt what my point is my point is sit down with your employees one by one get to know them and once you get to know them once you know their hot buttons then you can engage them then you can motivate them so get to know your people back to you wonderful so moving on even now uh, how can somebody build high performance teams in, in terms of there might be a mission critical project with complex requirements and wherein you need to form a new team altogether and at times there will be a mix of oldies in the team and how do we gel them and make sure that they are performing at full throttle an effective leader an effective manager knows how to balance three things can i share with you and the key word here navin is balance balancing Good leaders know how to balance three things: results, relationships, ego. Results, relationships, ego. Balance. What do I mean? To your question, how to create high performance teams. If you're the kind of manager, if you're the kind of owner that is all about results, 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 you will get results. You will get sales. But you will struggle to retain staff because you will drive them crazy results 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 on the opposite side if you focus too much of relate in relationships of having good relationship with your employees you will make a lot of friends with your employees but you cannot you will struggle to achieve results because you are too friendly and you know we cannot really push somebody that we are too friends right we cannot and the other thing that they need also need to balance is ego their own ego all leaders all managers have ego i understand that i have my own ego you have your own ego every manager has an ego fair enough the manager got promoted or you have a business fine but please manage your ego because if you come across is all about me is all about me is all about me your people will think okay fine i work with you is all about you what is it for me 
Why shall I stay to work with you? What do I gain out of it? Okay, a salary, I can find another salary somewhere else, even better. So this is how to build high-performing teams. This is my input. Balance, please. The key word, again, I can't stress it enough, is balance. Results, relationship, ego, your approach. Balance your attitude, your behavior, and focus around those three things. Results, relationships, ego. Back to you. All right. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And uh, Ivan, now let's talk about the common mistakes that team members do while working in a team environment. Trust, especially when it comes to managers, especially when we're talking about hybrid work. When you, I'm a manager and I have people working from home. The worst thing that a manager can do is not to not trust. The worst thing a manager can do is to show he doesn't trust. If you show your people you don't trust them, why did you hire them? So I understand if you are a manager and you have people working from home, maybe you're thinking, are they working from home or are they watching Netflix? Well, if you motivate them, if your commission structure, if if everything is structured around nicely, they will be self-motivated to work. But if they are there just to, you know, so we go back to my first point. Find out your people, what motivates them, what inspires them, why they work for with you, why they do what they do, and then give them the tasks, give them the remuneration, give them the commission structure according, you know, set them targets, and if they achieve this, they will get something else. And because what they will get, it will relate to them, they will work hard to achieve it, you know? Because different people are motivated by different things. So please, if you are a manager, if you don't trust your people, spend more time with them. You will get to know them and they will get to know you. And that will improve the relationship. And as a manager, the worst thing that you can do is not not to trust your people. The worst thing that we can do as managers is to show them. Imagine I am managing you. And you believe that I don't trust you. What kind of relationship can we have? Rotten. So please, if you don't trust your people, maybe train yourself. If you don't trust your people, hire other people. Uh, Because, you know, leadership and management, if you are a leader, if you are a manager, what is the good thing, the good news? If you want to improve your management skills, if you want to improve your leadership skills, you can actually train yourself on how to become a better manager like i i am a coach i i train managers and leaders all the time leadership and management is a little bit like a muscle you can train to become a better leader you can train to become a better management manager you can learn techniques tactics and strategies so leadership and management is something that it can be learned back to you navid Great nuggets of wisdom, Ivan. So now let's talk about the employee engagement in 2022 and beyond. Because now that there is a lot of relevance uh, of these hybrid teams and hybrid teams is going to stay, right? This concept is going to be there forever. So in this context, how do we engage the employees? You, we can only again, as I said, engage employees by knowing your employees. So, how do you engage employees? 
I actually, I'm in the, I am in the process of writing a book, which is going to be published over the next couple of months. And once this book is uh, written, please send me your address. I will post to you. But employee engagement, again, it has to do on a one-on-one basis. Um, as I said again, you know, when hybrid work came about, every manager in the world, when our staff went to work from home, we thought, are they really working when they are working from home? Or are they watching Netflix? That thought went through managers' minds. You know, the thought that our people, when they are working from home, they're either having an interview with another company or sleeping or applying for other jobs or watching Netflix now, or they're having a day off. Good managers trust employees to get the job done regardless of where the employees are. And if you hire good management structures to give them direction for what needs to be done, then you need to trust that they will live up to those standards. And what I mean by give them direction, give them support, give the training, training, give them fair pay, give them good remuneration structure, give them the right tools to even work from home. Sometimes, you know, I can see some companies when they work with people that some of these companies don't even provide the basic laptops or stuff to your people. So hire good people, number one. Hiring is very important. Give them the right structure, training, and support, product knowledge of your product or services, and then let them let them do the job. You know, stay back a little bit and let them do the job. So this is how I believe in. And recruitment and hiring is really important here because the worst thing that you want when you hire people is after two, three months to leave or you ask them to leave. It's waste of time. It is really expensive. So hiring... It is, I think, the most important part of the job. David, back to you. Wonderful, Ivan. And uh, you mentioned that you coach executives, right, across the industry and all. And I'm really curious to understand what are some of the do's and don'ts as an executive, right, in terms of senior leaders' behavior that is going to have a cascading impact on the low-level employees and employees are constantly observing them in order to what to learn, what not to learn. So what will be your advice for the senior leaders in terms of do's and don'ts in any team setting? Right, yeah. Um, Great question. In the new hybrid work setting, uh, the do's and don'ts, I think the number one, it would be communicate, first of all, with transparency to bring people along, okay? Communicate with transparency to bring people along. And, you know, it's challenging if you're running a business, if you're running a department, maybe sometimes the news that you have to deliver is not very good. But messages, you know, the way you communicate to your people, the messages should be uplifting. But also please acknowledge the challenges and stressors that workers are facing. You know, if you were to ask me, What is the definition of leadership? I would say three things. Leadership is, first of all, you know, there are thousands of definitions of leadership, as the probably the thousands of books written on the topic. So if you were to ask me what leadership is, I would say is that the ability to bring people together to get remarkable things done. 
Ability people get things done. Ability. Again, as I said before, if you want to be a better manager, if you want to be a better leader, you can actually train yourself how to be one. Number two, to bring people together. If you don't have followers, you're not a leader. Think about it. Look at Muhammad Gandhi, the whole nation behind him. Look at all the big leaders that are out there. What do successful leaders have? Followers. And if you're a manager, what do I mean by followers? I don't mean social media followers, right? I don't mean Facebook followers. I don't mean Instagram followers. What do I mean is if you are a manager, if you're a leader, do people believe what you say? Do they follow you? Do they believe you? Do they, do, can you share a vision? So to bring ability, to bring people together, last thing to get remarkable things done. With, in other words, in one word, execution. As a leader, can you execute? Can you build something? Because if you cannot build something, you're not a leader. If I was to give you, let's say, Naveen, if, or let's say to me, if I, if, I, if I was to give me a nice piece of wood and the best carpentry tools, if out of this piece of wood I cannot build a chair, a table, or something, it means I'm not a carpenter. So as a leader, if you cannot execute, if you cannot build something, you're not a leader. Building means can you build a team? Can you build people? Can you build a company? Can you bring people together? So leadership is the ability to get to bring people together to get remarkable things done. This is my definition of leadership nowadays. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, in, so all you're trying to say is be transparent and take people along, make them part of the vision. That is something what uh, senior leaders have to do. And uh, even this has been a fabulous conversation, but let's add some spice to the episode. I'm going to kick off a quick rapid fire round with your consent. Are you ready? Ready. Scared. Scared and ready. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. I'm not going to put you on spot. Let me fire the first bullet. Ivan, what was your childhood fantasy? To become a football player. Spot on. Awesome. Moving to the next one. What is the best piece of advice that you have received so far? To listen more. Awesome. Yeah, that is so profound. And uh, moving to the next one. Who influenced you professionally so far? Professionally, is one of the directors actually that I worked with when I was, uh, when I was uh, working in the company, in the financial broker, when I was a regional director. He, uh, this CEO influenced me a lot. And the reasons are he was really a frontline leader, uh, always rolled the sleeves up uh, and led Led from the front, he kind of he was the one setting the standards and shared the vision and took us all along with him. That's awesome. I don't want to say names. I don't want to say names. Uh, name is not the point here, but the point here is that he was the kind of leader that always led from the front, the first in the office, the last one out, uh, yeah. hard worker uh, and great with people and shared the vision of the company and took us all along with him. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Like we don't have to. Uh, mention the names as such as long as we are influenced and as long as we acknowledge it that is fine moving to my next question can you share a life-changing incident that changed your perspective altogether Ivan yeah I can actually um, yeah when you know leadership starts from the from inside the house so it's not a one incident that changed me but um, 
you know, when you are a parent, when you are a parent, you have your kids all around, and then you realize that you need to be the role model for them. And then you realize that you need to lead from the front. So this is where leadership, leadership starts. For example, I see some parents, they say to their kids, oh, you need to read more books, you need to read more books, you need to read more books. But they never seen the parent read books in the house because maybe the parent or the parents are not, they are not into book reading. So you cannot expect your kids to, to do something that they don't see you do. So what my point here is this, as a manager, as a leader in the family, you need to model the behavior that you want to see from others. Excellent. And uh, let me fire the last bullet. What is one fantasy gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself, Ivan? Oh, I would like to have this uh, gadget. I think it's coming soon. My hologram. My hologram. Because okay. I do a lot of coaching and training. And all my coaching and training, obviously, right now is, I think, 90% is online. Yeah. But... With, I think with uh, with a hologram, I would like to present from my house. But if, let's say, you are in a conference room or in a seminar room in India, you can see me live in front of your hologram. Right. So this would be this would be nice. Yeah, I I agree. In fact, uh, in India, like during one of the election campaigns, our prime ministerial candidate at that time, of course, the current prime minister, has used that, and it was a huge hit actually. And uh, he was actually speaking at one venue, but uh, uh, the hologram was available at multiple locations and all. Yeah, I think it is going to gain a wide scale adoption in future. All right. Yeah, so this I think was... politicians like that. <laughs> all right. So that was a great rapid fire. And with that, let's flip back to the mainstream. And even before I let you go, one final question for today's conversation. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their career or life? You can pick either of them. My biggest important advice is this. The knowledge that we have, you can never learn less. You can never, you cannot take knowledge out. You, for example, you, you can never learn less. You can always learn more, right? We cannot delete what we know. So with that saying, you can never learn less. It means if you're talking to somebody and they are saying something you know, you don't need to say, I know. Just say thank you. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So thank you so much, Ivan. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for being part of our journey. And we really appreciate your time and insights. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you very much. Pleasure. All right. Pleasure. All thank right. you for having me. All right. So folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from. Also, if you have loved this conversation and enjoyed the episode, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Now, let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode. So today we had a wonderful conversation with Ivan about building high-performance teams and do's and don'ts for senior leaders and all. I would like to talk about conflicts part in the team environment. You know, Conflicts within a team is essential, like lack of conflicts and where everybody is agreeing to somebody's decisions and all is not good. And a certain amount of creative abrasion allows a team to identify alternative approaches because people tend to come up with different solutions for a single problem. Likewise, it actually creates a positive environment and fosters some healthy competition within the team. However, everyone must agree that conflicts won't get personal and promise to the surface the reasons behind their disagreements. Which means conflicts are good to an extent, but we should make sure that 
conflicts do not uh, get into personal thing and that way we can create a high performing team and i'm sure you must be having a lot of tips in terms of building high performance teams i would love to listen to your thoughts in the form of comments on social media or you can email me at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com in addition to that if you have any topic recommendations or speaker suggestions you can contact me that's all for today thank you so much for listening or watching and folks i'm your host navin samala just a fellow it professional but on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode